Welcome back to another playoff edition of Twigs on the Rocks. I'm Leo Blonder. This is Abe Lovich. And today we will be talking about one thing and one thing only, and that is the Stanley Cup final. Woo! Right. And But wait, before we, we get into that, let's discuss how each team made their journey to the finals. Let's start with ta- the Tampa Bay Lightning. So they started coming in second in the round robin, like behind Philly, above Washington and Boston. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. Then, in round one, they beat the Columbus Blue Jackets in five after we all know, assuming you've listened to our previous episodes, the five-overtime game of game one. Yeah, huge confidence booster for Tampa, too, especially after losing in Columbus or getting swept by Columbus in the first round last year, finally getting over those Columbus playoff demons. They took a five-overtime game, but, hey, they did it. Yeah, totes to them. And then, as I'm sure everyone remembers, they beat the Islanders in six in the Eastern Conference Finals. It was an exciting matchup. Listen to our previous episode if you want to learn more about that. But before that, they also beat Boston in five. Very disappointing. <laughs> yes. Um, they beat Boston a- in five. Abe just didn't want to say it because it pains us too much. But uh, hurts. Seeing the Boston aging core, it hurts. Oh, it's oh. Both huge Bruins fans just stings to see that happen. Yes, but, but, it's but all right. let's not dwell on that. We're here to, to talk about the Stanley Cup Finals. Tell us about Dallas. All right, moving on to Dallas. Came in third place in the round robin. So, decent start there, you know. Didn't have to play in the qualifiers, but in the round robin. So, they automatically made it to the first round. Then they beat Calgary 4-2 in round one. Round two, they avenged the round two game seven playoff overtime demons by this time beating the abs in seven instead of last year losing to the blues in seven in overtime kubiranta had a hat trick it was sick next round they beat vegas in five in the western conference finals so that's how they made the stanley cup yeah and a little side note in the past three years the team that won game one lost the stanley cup finals the the knights the bruins and here the dallas stars yeah, and a uh, little spoiler alert, we just said it. The Stars won game one. They won 4-1. to one. They had 11 different Stars score a point in that game. So a point is um, you can either have a goal and an assist, and so you can have one goal score and two secondary assists. So that's good. So you could, they could have had up to 12. They had 11, so that's great scoring depth by Dallas. Hudobin played great. He had 22 saves in the third, and according to moneypuck.com, Tampa Bay had nearly a 75% chance of winning. That's how well Doby played. Tampa Bay had a fierce offense, but Doby pulled up. The shots in total were Tampa Bay 36, Dallas 20. Yeah, and in that game, Kucherov took a headshot at Heskainen, which was a little dirty, but in, in game two, which Tampa won 3-2, to two, the Stars made many, many terrible penalties to get back at him for that hit which led to Tampa with their amazing power play scoring and scoring as they scored three goals in a span of three minutes and 53 seconds, halfway through the first, and two of those were power play goals on revenge hits. So turns out that nasty hit sort of helped them. Yeah, Dallas taking some bad penalties early in this game, had them down 3-0 in the first, tried to come back, but wasn't enough, ended up losing 3-2 to Tampa. Tampa played 12 forwards for the first time since game one against Boston, so they felt like they really needed to get that offensive presence there that they just couldn't get with 11 forwards and seven defensemen. 
Dallas, you know, they scored one in the second, one in the third. The shots were pretty even, 29 for Dallas, 31 for Tampa. But, you know, physical, chippy game, all these penalties kind of put Dallas behind the eight ball to start. And then after Tampa won, they kind of just ran with the momentum. Yeah, and this game, like you said, it was extremely physical. There was a total of 101 hits between these two teams in game two. 50 for Dallas, 51 for Tampa. These teams got beef. Wow. All right, moving on to game three. Series tied 1-1. Tampa Bay takes this 5-2, moving them up in the series 2-1. First period, this is great. Steven Stamkos, uh, he's back for the first time since February 25th. And, you know, most importantly, the beard and the letty are looking nice. He's out for lower body injury, but you love to see the captain come back, even though he only played two minutes and I believe – 47 seconds this game. Yes, that is uh, true. Yeah, he'd get Abe, do you want to guess what happened in that two minutes and 40-something seconds? Well, we all know Stammer. Stammer pulled up. Yeah. He pulled up he scored, hard. Scored one shot, one goal. Very big uh, impact. I mean, one goal and, you know, the Stanley Cup final is big enough, especially playing two minutes in the whole Stanley Cup final. Yeah, as the and really personally, as my opinion – Maybe he should have gone for the Conn Smythe Trophy high up there. Surprised he didn't get more votes. You know, he scored on every shot he took. Yeah, that's a very impressive. Speaking of the Conn Smythe, we'll get into that later. It's a very close race. But for now, go over game three. Kucherov scored the first goal on a breakaway. Tampa got slightly outplayed, but was consi- oh, they had constant pressure on Dallas. They kept playing really well. The top line created play after Play and they connected Stamkos uh, with Stamkos for his first goal, second goal of the game. Uh, it was great. Sniped one high blocker. Perfect shot. They'll be a little bit out of position, but you know, it's all right. Dallas heavy, heavily outshot Tampa in the first, but Tampa led. Moving on, uh, Jason Dixonson scores a shorty, making it 2 1, fed by Rupe Hints, the one and only Rupe Hints, uh, for the one timer beat Vasilevsky top. Uh, or high blocker, snipe on. Ooh, it was nice. Beautiful. It was extremely difficult shot, but he put it in. Yeah, and then Tampa actually ended that period on a power play. And Veselinski led in only one goal to Dickinson. But after becoming a bit shaky after that, he makes five beautiful saves in a row. It's perfect. And then there were 42 hits in the period. 21 each. It was still going on with the physicality from game two. Getting into the second period, Stamkos stays out. Unfortunately, after his goal per shot lead, he had to sit out. But then on a, with that power play, the Tampa Bay Lightning score, because it started with a faceoff with Andre Palat forces it to, to the pile, a huge pile up of half of the players on the ice. Then Sorelli feeds it out to Victor Hedman, who blows it right to the stick side pad of Dobie. Yeah, it was a beautiful goal by Victor Hedman. Great power play. Uh, early in the series, Tampa's power play wasn't great, but as the series kept going on from game two forward, it was just phenomenal. Uh, as the period kept going, Tampa opens up, you know, their lead scoring there. Dobie makes a couple nice saves after he led in that third goal. Um, but yeah, Dallas kept taking a lot of penalties. Tampa kept, you know, scoring on those penalties. 
They outshot Dallas 12-1 halfway through the second. Tampa scored again to make it 4-1. Point beat Dobie when uh, he slid across from the net. It was a pass from Kucherov from Hedman. Yeah, and, like, a thing about that goal is the perfect passing throughout the whole team in the beginning of that little play. Like, you, if you go back and watch that, like, whole series, like, the whole pile-up to, to that goal, it's perfect pass and the connection and the teamwork by those players. It was quite beautiful, even though it was to make it 4-1. to one. And then after that goal, Yanni Gord gets hit hard for an interference calls, and the Stars take it steady. steady but Vasilevsky makes some really nice saves. Yeah, with one minute to go, Tampa scored to make it 5-1. Platt snags the rebound, uh, or slides it past Hudobin. The rebound was from point, uh, his 10th shot, or his 10th of the playoffs. Tampa still dominated the whole period. Uh, they kept out shooting Dallas and hitting them very hard, hitting Doby, playing very well. He snagged a few good saves, but was not looking good for Dallas and was very physical. Going on to the third period, you know, it was, at that point it was a blowout. It was 5-1, to one, so they pulled Doby. They put in Jake Ottinger, the U alum. He played uh, World Juniors for the U.S., played in Frozen Four for BU. Just terrific. Uh, it's pretty low event start. Then Haskinen scored on a lucky bounce. You know, I do love Dallas. You know, I was kind of rooting for them. But every time they score, it's so awkward. Like, it's so cool when there's actually fans. Like, I'm so sorry. This is totally unrelated. But it's like, Dallas, Stars, every time they score. And when there's fans, it's sick because you got, you got like 20,000 fans chanting like, Dallas, Man. Stars. But when it's pre-recorded, it's a little weird, but yeah, it's cool. The yeah. spirit is what matters. Like, even though that the that there were no fans in the Stanley Cup, like the players still brought the intensity. Like it, it was still an intense series throughout the whole every game, the whole series. Like even though without the fans, but and now also later in that period, the Tampa Bay Lightning they settled down, but they slowly regained momentum. Even though Sergeyev takes a pretty bad trip, Dallas on a power play. Yet they Dallas power play this whole series has been really off. They just like have not really seemed to be able to connect when on the power play. Yeah, they only but, scored one goal in the whole series. Yeah, really it's just weird. Even though it still stays physical, good, like still physical, and it's yeah. fun to watch. Oh, one more side note from the game. I also thought this is very funny. So near the end of the game, Tampa already won pretty much. And so, you know, Dallas is getting pretty chippy because they're mad. You know, maybe because Radulov goes in the locker room after he fell headfirst into the boards. Dallas very frustrated that a lot of their players got hurt. Um, <laughs> the arena started playing, why can't we be friends? Why can't we be friends? After there's like a 10-man scrum. I thought it was pretty funny. I mean, at that point, Tampa already won, so it didn't really matter. It was funny. A lot of players got tossed at the end. Stamkos back on the bench, you know, just to boost their whole momentum or, like, you know, the whole morale. Like, that happened with Char last year. He broke his jaw game four. Yeah, game four, I believe, Stanley Cup final. He came back, sat on the bench. Huge emotional boost for the boys back in Boston. Yeah, with the captain out there. He still led without being on the ice. And throughout that whole game, even though it was a 5-2 win by Tampa, there was 112 hits in that game. 
These wow. teams cannot get more physical. Yeah. It's fun to watch. It might as well have been a wrestling match. <laughs> but moving on to game four, it w- this game actually went to overtime, but we'll get into that soon. Sadly, Steven Stamkos was not able to play that game, but still pretty exciting. In the first period, John Klinberg sco- scores on the Stars' first shot of the game. First shot, first goal. Pretty interesting. Then Pavleski continues his amazing playoffs and makes it 2-0 on a cross-crease goal. Yeah, it was it was nice, but uh, after that, you know, kind of went downhill for Dallas. They blew the 2-0 lead. Point scores on an absolute beauty of a breakaway goal uh, with an even better pass from Palat. He, they, they, um, ah, sorry. They scored about a minute later after Pavelski made it 2-0 with only 30 seconds remaining in the period. Tampa dominated the whole first period, even though they were losing. And as I said before, you know, they blew it. So point with another beautiful goal. He bats in one from right in front of the net. It was kind of a broken play. Kalorn passed it off. Sekera's like ankle kind of fluttered around in the air. He batted it in front of the goal. Oh, it was nice. Oh my lord. Yeah, but then Scory Perry, <laughs> his name is Corey Perry, taps it in and makes it three two on a great effort and assist by Tyler Sagan. But then Vasi robs a. Beautiful breakaway by Kamano, Kamano, sorry, midway through the second. Yeah, if you don't know who Kamano is, you know, uh, it's all right. He's uh, barely played in the NHL. So, uh, no one except anyone listening, if you do know him, that's great. Some extra brownie points. But Dallas, who I mentioned before, injury riddled. Uh, yeah, I mean, they were all effort, but they just didn't have enough skill because all of their players got, like, we'll get into that in game five, game six, but. So many of them are hurt. Bishop was out the whole playoffs. But their starting goal is ridiculous how they made it this far. But, wow, just the leadership I've been to just to get everyone calm and back together. Sorry. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, keep going from the game. Sorry. Continuing the game. Gord ties it on the power play. Um, he one-timed in a block shot. You know, it was, it was nice, you know. Dallas had a few, a few huge surges in the second, but Tampa outplayed them for the rest. You know, they kind of kind of contained it. All right, moving yeah. on to period number three. Sorry. It's fine, <laughs> Kalorn, it's fine. Kalorn snipes one in from the dot while skating around the net to make it 4-3 midway through the third. It was another beaut. But Joe Pavelski, again, you might get tired of hearing his name. Sorry about that. He's just really good. He scores a few minutes later, shooting off Vassy, hitting – uh, or sorry, uh, it went off Vasky. Ah, sorry, Vasilevsky hit Pavelski. Sorry, I just got this a little mixed up. And it was tied at 4-4. Dallas kind of outplayed Tampa in the third, but they forced overtime. Yeah, and in overtime, it, it was going back and forth the entire game. It was intense. And in all the previous goals in this game, every single goal was an absolute beauty. Like, every goal was just beautiful played plays beautiful to watch it was just incredible skill and you see why both of these teams made it so far but getting back to overtime the Tampa Bay Lightning win this one in game four in an overtime from a wrister from Shattenkirk that went post off the post and in on a power play yeah but, the reason they had that power play sorry for cutting off again my bad <laughs> bro the reason they had that power no I'm just too excited to talk about this this is just something it's I'm very passionate about final yeah, well, it's not only that. It was, I'm about to talk about why they were on the power play in the first place. 
uh, diving flopping. It was just really frustrating. It was a terrible call because Tyler Johnson flopped. Uh, they called Jamie Ben for the trip, and I feel terrible for Ben because he leads that Stars team through with example and with skill, obviously. And for that to happen for him to kind of lose on a BS call is just not great to see, especially because it wasn't like it put Tampa up 1-0 in the series. It put them up 3-1, to almost impossible to come back from. It was very physical, 106 hits in total. Tampa at 57, Dallas at 59. Tampa was great. Power play going three for four. Yeah, it was, a, it was an exciting game. The games only get better and better in this series. Like, this is playoff hockey. Mm-hmm. There was no more competitive thing in sports. It was in, it, and it only gets better from here. Game five, I'm not going to tell you the, the, store, the score yet because we got a lot to say about this game. Joe Pavleski was, in the beginning of this game, was tied with Joe Mullen for the most points for U.S. born players with 60 points. But, Leo, why don't you tell us about the Stars' injuries going into game five? All right. Yeah. Uh, well, injuries going into game five, they had Roddick Foxa, who's their shutdown defenseman. Uh, he couldn't play. Stuck. Lake Como, he couldn't play either. Rupe Hintz. Well, one of their centers, uh, very good, couldn't play. Steven Johns, another defenseman, couldn't play. Ben Bishop, their starting goalie, couldn't play. Dickinson was hurt, but he played through it. And Sekiro also got hurt later in the game, played through it. And then the injury report for um, Tampa, it was Stamkos again. But, you know. You already knew that. Yeah, you, you already knew that. You already knew yeah. That. Going into game five, like we said before about the Dallas power, power play, it is dismal. Like, I'm surprised with all that offensive talent on Dallas that they couldn't seem to connect. They were 1 for 14 on the power play. Going, going into this game, don't worry. It gets worse later. It, it does get worse later. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, I was just surprised by that stat. Wow. Yeah. Dallas's top line, not productive at all, going with a combined Abe drumroll, please. Uh, zero goals. Wow. Uh, so Jamie Ben, Tyler Sagan, and Radulov had zero goals in the Stanley Cup final. Uh, they ended up moving Sagan down in the second line uh, in this game. I mean, honestly, they kind of have to do it. They played better. The second line played better because Perry scored with Sagan. But just, yeesh, zero goals. You need goals from your top players if you're going to win, especially if all of your other players are injured. They didn't get it. Uh, they didn't win. They did win this game, though. Dallas won 3-2 in overtime. All right, let's go into it. Let's start. Yeah. So first, Dobie robs Tampa three minutes in. There's an absolute beauty of a save. I do recommend uh, looking at the replay. And Point takes a high stick from Sagan. Power play for Tampa. Dobie makes four nice saves, one after another, all in succession. Then after the power play, Dallas had um, a whole minute in the offensive zone. So that was pretty cool, you know. Love to see it. Yep. And, you know, like we said, or like you said earlier in talking about game five, Sekiro gets hurt at this point in the game. After blocking a shot, he goes down the tunnel, but he comes back in the third. This man took an injury for his team. Got to salute him on that one. Love yeah. to see. But, ooh, like, like you said on how Sagan was moved to line two, it was a brilliant decision as the first goal of this game. Goes to Corey Perry from a perfect feed from Tyler Sagan as he pushes the puck right past Bassey to, to make it one nothing. It was great coaching, so it was good decisions, and 
Sagan was working well with everyone. Well, not so well with his previous line mates. Yeah. <laughs> no goals. Yeah. And yeah. then the two whistles from, from, ten, from like 10, to, 10 minutes left in the period, like only two in this whole 10 minutes, from 10 minutes to two minutes left in the period. One was a goal by Perry, his fourth goal of the, of the playoffs. And the other one was an icing. Yeah, uh, I mean, that just proves, you know, the coaching there, right? When hockey stop, or sorry, when hockey, uh, when the plays don't stop and they just keep going um, and there's no whistles for eight minutes as there was in this case, coaching really comes down, coaching, conditioning, line changes, that's all great. And then we saw Sagan to Perry who went underneath, uh, who went, sorry, like in the arm through the arm, through his right arm of Vasilevsky, went off the post and in. It was a beautiful, beautiful play. All right, moving forward, Dallas kept Tampa. Uh, you know, they kind of contained them. But uh, overall, it was pretty even first period. Tampa Bay had 10 shots, Dallas with eight. Very defensive, uh, very physical by both sides. Dobie and Vasi playing really well. Yeah, Going definitely. Definitely. Yeah. But, like, also – in the second period, there was a goal to make it one-to-one. Andrzej Palat beats Lindell, then scores after juking Kudobin from a smooth pass. From all, all this is from a smooth pass from Kucherov. And, and on the goal by Andrzej Palat, it was excellent puck protection as he moved his left skate forward to, to block Lindell from getting to the puck, which was a beautiful example of skill. And then also, an interesting stat from that is that Kucherov is now third in playoff assists after Gretzky and Lemieux after this assist. Yeah, those are uh, some pretty important and big names that even most people that don't even know hockey know those two names. So Kucherov is third right behind him. That's very impressive. Uh, yeah, moving on in the game. Slash by Verhage, Dallas to the power play. Vassy robs many chances, though. You know, he's their best penalty killer on that power play. Uh, can, you know... Dallas kind of sucked on the power play, and one of the big reasons was Vasilevsky played really well, you know? True, true. Got to hand a lot of Dallas's, like, power play failures on the strength of power of Tampa's power play defense. The yeah. team's defense is so well-rounded, so centered, and so together. Mm-hmm. Especially Victor Hedman, who plays for Tampa. He had a three-minute shift. Three-minute shift. He's not the captain. He's the ultimate captain. But he does lead by example a lot, and that's why he won a very cool award later. But we'll get into that, you know? Yeah. And a lot of that period was a very much back-and-forth hockey. Like, it was drive-to-drive, drive, both teams. But you got to hand that period to Vasilevsky. Like we said earlier, he's had such an impact on this team. And even though, go like, he didn't win the con Smythe. He's still done so much for this Lightning team. Mm-hmm. Moving on in the third period, it was goal. Sergeyev scores a few minutes into the third. Dobie never saw it through a ton of screens. Nope. Uh, sorry, there's a penalty on Tampa. Chernak high stick on Pavelski. There's no call. No call on Kalorin, which should have led to a five-on-three on that power play. Vasky made some nice saves on tip shot on the power play, but Pavelski, a very uh. Very common name, this podcast, as we, or as you guys have heard, scores again off the rebound from Haskin and shot. 
Uh, and then he passes Joe Mullen, as we previously stated, for most playoff points by a U.S.-born player with 61. Moving on to the first overtime because it's tied 2-2. Going into this overtime, Tampa was 6-1. and one, But, uh, you know, oh, that's all right. They ended up losing this game. So 6-2 and two in total in overtime in the playoffs. That's ridiculous. Uh, so Tampa Bay didn't – side note, sorry. Tampa Bay did not play in any elimination games this playoff. There was no chance that – like, there were no games that if they lost, they would have been eliminated, which is crazy. It just proves how good they are. Yeah, and they also – but that also does prove how good they are. But you also have to keep in mind, they ended a three of their series in overtime this playoffs against the Blue Jackets in game one, ended in an overtime game. Oh, only – well, two. It would and have then, been three if they won this game, but it was only two. Yeah, that's true. It was two. And then they also beat the Bruins in an overtime, which honestly just makes it more exciting at this point. As a fan of hockey, it's amazing. I can't complain about more. It's just more, more time to watch, more hockey. Yeah, especially that five-overtime game, as we mentioned before, as we previously mentioned. Uh, yeah, ridiculous. They played so many overtime periods, and they only let up two goals in that whole thing, and then scored six. Just terrific overtime play by Tampa. Shows the urgency, shows their skill, just shows everything. Later on in overtime, Dickinson re-aggravated his existing ankle injury while blocking a shot. McDonough got hit hard into the boards, and he got hurt. But uh, he came back later. Pavelski, you know, again, playing really, really well. Dallas with no shots on goal for a little less than 18 minutes in, the, in that period, which is ridiculous. You know, they had yeah. no shots. They had no shots, no goals. But uh, they did play solid defense, though. That's true. That's true. They, Tampa Bay didn't score that many times. Consi- well, they didn't score at all, considering it, it, went, it goes to another overtime. But right before we get into the second overtime, we all know that referees are blind. Mm-hmm. And it was sad to say, Pat Maroon had tripped. Well, he was tripping someone. It was a missed call. It was... The refs just don't like to call a penalty in double overtime in an elimination game, which makes sense. That's granted. But still, it was yeah, yeah. a little taboo for the refs to call a penalty in overtime, especially in an elimination game. Actually, not even related to this, kind of related to this. But uh, in the Beanpot final, it was this year's BU versus Northeastern. BU and Northeastern go to overtime and is a penalty on BU. And Northeastern went down, scored in overtime, and they won the whole thing. It was crazy. Well, actually, right before that, right before that, I'm sorry, sorry, this had nothing to do with this. But um, with under a second left, BU scored the tie. It was insane. I was at that game. I have a video of it. It's, it's just ridiculous. It's so cool. It was the game that Ashton Abel played in. Uh, we interviewed him earlier on the podcast. Sadly, he got pulled after a little bit. He didn't play too well. But uh, we yes, love you, Ashton, if you are listening. If you want to hear more about Ashton Abel, go to episode two of Twigs on the Rocks. Ah, nice job promoting his team. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Overtime two, very back and forth, high intensity, great defense. They'll be making some great saves. But uh, after feeding off those great saves, Corey Perry – Wins it in overtime, as you previously said, Scory Perry, because, you know, he scored. Uh-huh. Picks up the loose change from Cl- John Klingberg, from John Klingberg's shot. Uh, kind of just rattled around the crease, and he kind of stuffed it home. It was nice. 
Very nice win for Dallas. So right now they're going down 3-2, and, you know, that Stanley Cup is possible. But uh, as we all know, that didn't happen. Game six, Tampa did win 2-0 to zero to win the Stanley Cup. But let's go deep in this game. It wasn't that much of a killing, and there's a bit of stuff to say. Like, going into the game, Stegen still stays on the second line, but Tampa goes with 12 forwards and six defensemen again. So, clearly that's a good strategy as they keep mixing it up and they keep winning. So, got to hand it to them. Good coaching by John Cooper. Yeah. Uh, The only player I was talking about mixing it up for Tampa, the only player that didn't get to play for Tampa all playoffs is Matthew Joseph. Uh, He came to the bubble. Or the only skater star. I'm pretty sure McElhaney didn't play at all either. But um, Or maybe he did, but, like, the third and fourth goalies didn't. Uh, Matthew Joseph did not play. But, you know, I mean, if I was him, I wouldn't be complaining. You know, get to hang around the bubble and then win the Stanley Cup. So, A yeah. cup's a cup. It uh, is. Heading into this game, Tampa was 9-1, and one, being the away team in this playoffs. Their only losses to New York uh, includes winning one game in the qualifiers or in the uh, – and the round robin, sorry. But, uh, yeah, I mean, after they won this game, it was 10-1. to 1. Ridiculous play by them, especially away, too, because there's no fans or anything. And then there's a slight advantage of being home is that the away team has to send out their players first so the home team can get the slight edge in the matchups. So very surprising. That just shows that Tampa's lines can match up with anyone, and they're ridiculously good. Yeah, Tampa, they have some bottom liners who, who would be top liners on many other teams. But let's get deep into this game. Starting off in the first period, Tampa Bay basically won every neutral zone battle. Every time puck went into the neutral zone, Tampa Bay had a steal. They had a hit, took the puck, and had an offensive opportunity, including a huge hit on Radulov, which was was nasty hit. But they keep winning everything in neutral, which was like probably, in my opinion, the key to their victory in Game Six. Mm-hmm. Uh, going on or moving on, continuing in the first period, tripping on Andrew Cogliano. He tripped Raiden Point. Uh, they played really nice. Oh, uh, sorry. Tampa played nice on the power play. Then after the Stars got a nice shorthanded opportunity, Perry with a huge hit into the boards around midway in on Sergachev. You know, really sparked both benches, really got the energy going. Power play for Tampa is tripping on Klingberg. Klingberg, Volkov drew it. Fun fact, this is his first playoff game in his 10th career NHL game, so pretty cool. Yeah. Like, um, imagine your 10th game going into the NHL, and whoa, you're in the Stanley Cup Finals. Yeah, and you was, win the Stanley Cup, like, too. Like, that's, that's crazy. Yeah. yeah. And then the first goal of the game goes to Braden Point, who snags his own rebound and scores. Honestly, it was terrible defense by Dallas. Kudoman couldn't even locate the puck after his rebound, and – yeah. Yeah, penalties keep killing them. But, I mean, Volkov, he drew the game-winning penalty pretty much, and they scored. Like, you know, that's pretty cool. Take the penalty, score on the pa- uh, power play, and that's all the goals you needed for this game. A goal is a goal. But there was one thing that made me a little mad. What was it, Abe? After they scored the goal, they showed um, that there were Tampa Bay fans in Tampa in the stadium watching the game on the Jumbotron. And you know what I did not see? I did not see any social distancing. Or masks. Or masks. They say, like, the Florida man stories, but this was insane. There was just, as if there's no virus, as Florida has rising cases. And they just go ahead and put people in a stadium crowded. I know for a fact people have gotten the, the virus during that. That is insane. It's just 
terrible management on the Tampa Bay side of like in their administration. Because honestly, that just it makes me mad. But I'm sorry. I'm I'm sorry about that. But sorry, no, I have one more point to add to that. It's uh, it's not even like it's a football game and it's outside and there's a lot of fans there. There's hockey and it's inside and the air isn't really. I mean, it's an ice rink, so it's kind of circulated. So it's probably better than like a normal place. But it's still inside. It's not great. It's yeah. It it was. It's just disgusting. Not like a filthy good goal. It was which we will get to soon. A filthy good goal. But it was just. It was just. <sighs> No wonder this virus has been raging on for months. But one good thing did come with this virus. The birth of Twigs on the Rocks. Woo! boy. Yeah. <laughs> but then afterwards, later in the first, there was a power play for Dallas. Victor Hedman on an interference on Corey Perry near the end of the period. Which, I'm guessing as you all could easily guess, they did not score on the power play making it one for 17 in the series. That's How very do you have a power play worse than that? Oh, they could be over 17, Abe. That, that, that's a good point. That's a good they point. could also let up a bunch of shorties. <laughs> there you go. I'm, so I'm surprised they play. did it. Yeah. They, they played good defense while on the power play. Yeah, they didn't allow many goals while having the man advantage. Yeah. So that's the way and, yep. and in the end of the first period, Tampa Bay had 11 shots and Dallas had four shots. Why don't you lead us into the second period, Leo? All right, starting the second period, Dallas started the first 36 seconds with a power play. But as we previously mentioned, they did not score. Tampa Bay is 9-0 in the postseason, now 10-0. Uh, but 9-0 going into this game when leading in the first. Uh, midway through the first period, Coleman scored an absolute beautiful one-timer. Uh, Maroon, I mean, I don't really like him, but sorry. He, uh, he forced a turnover, he batted out of midair, got possession, gave it to Coleman, or, or gave it to someone else. Passed it to Coleman, one-timed it. Beautiful three-on-two in-transition goal off the top of Hudobin's right pad and in. I, I also hate Paparud, but that was an amazing goal. Also, just a thing to mention about him, this is his second time winning the Stanley Cup in two years yeah. on two different teams. Yeah, he's the eighth player of all time to win back-to-back Stanley Cups on different teams. So. Yeah. yeah. And, and then there was another power play for Dallas, but – we already know how that went. It, it was caused but wait, it was caused by Ryan McDermott on an interference on Tyler Sagan. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we already know that Dallas does not score. But guess how long Dallas had this power play for? A minute and four seconds, everyone. Mm-hmm. So uh, one way to not score on your power play is to uh, take a penalty and shoot down your own power play. Good one. Yeah. So uh, Perry has been playing so well these playoffs. Interfered, kind of just backed up into Vasilevsky. Vasilevsky made a great save after. I mean, it wouldn't have counted, but he made a terrific save after. It's pretty uneventful rest of the period. Mainly Tampa trying to lock down their lead, you know, hold it down. Tampa, 22 shots, Dallas with eight. Yeah, but also going back to that power play for a second, of, of from what I looked like, it really looked like it was a very much an accident of what Perry did. Like, he was mainly just trying to screen Perry, but I didn't see who, but a lightning def- defenseman sort of backed up into him but still you got to be careful yeah it doesn't matter if it's an accident or not if it's an accident then there's almost no penalties in the NHL so who cares that's that's a very good point let's move on to period three the final period of the season yeah oh the last 20 minutes Tyler Sagan gets hurt but he stays in the game he's been playing through a lot of injuries this season but he's still playing strong yeah after the game it was reported that he had 
Um, pretty sure, yeah, he had a knee, a hip, and groin injury. So uh, after the press con or during the post game press conference, he was talking about how it was hard to watch all of his teammates just go into the trainer's room and just be totally bagged up with us or totally banged out, uh, banged up. Valiant effort by Dallas, just terrific, but they couldn't get it done. They really powered through, but sadly. And then throughout the, the third period, Dallas tries to play more risky and risky, but Tampa answers playing defensively and defensively. It's a little sad to see for Dallas, but Tampa Bay Lightning just, they really deserved the cup this season. Like, they yeah. played so well, especially in these playoffs. You just got to hand it to them. But getting, getting back into the period, like, there was a power play for Ryan McDonough towards the end of the period for, for tripping. All right, period three. Gurionov had a diving block shot that hit his heel, twisting his ankle. So another Dallas player to get hurt. Dallas was all effort, putting everything on the line, just couldn't get it done. They were playing so – or they were playing their hearts out. They just came up short. Dallas was playing more risky towards the end. Obviously, that makes sense, but they didn't really, you know, score. It was 2-0. Hudobin played great, made a ton of good saves. So did Vasky, pitched a shutout in his first Stanley Cup clinching game, something he couldn't do in 2015 after Bishop got hurt. Kind of a weird uh, love triangle, you could say. You know, Bishop used to be on Tampa, got hurt in the Stanley Cup finals. Vasky got thrown in 2015. And then five years later, Bishop's playing for Dallas, gets hurt, goes against his former team and loses. So it's kind of funny. I mean, yeah. it's not funny, but it's like – It's it's interesting. Mm-hmm. So another power play for Dallas, Ryan McDonough for tripping. You know, this is their opportunity to pull Doby, get a six on four. The only issue is Dallas' power play sucks. They couldn't get any zone time, and they couldn't pull him on the – or they could, but, like, very little time left. Um, they pulled him with 130. Tampa, all effort, you know, obviously trying to win the Stanley Cup. Uh, blocked a ton of shots towards the end. Tampa won 2-0, to zero, won the series 4-2 in six. Now, the moment you've all been waiting for, we kind of already, like, spoiled it. But Victor Hedman won the con Smythe with 10 goals as a defenseman. That's third all-time for D-men in the playoffs. Coming in second point was uh, two point, one or two points behind Victor Hedman in the voting which is the closest voting of all time, just proves how good these players are. I mean, point, I'm pretty sure I like 14 goals or something. It was ridiculous, ridiculous. And he still yeah. came to take it. That just proves how good this team is. Yeah, and this also shows, like, the teamwork. On It's not just, like, one star carrying the team. Everyone's a star on this Lightning offense, like, and, and on their defense. Like, mm-hmm. they are, their teamwork and the way they play with each other gave them like, the cup. Like that's all you gotta stay say about it, but yeah. And then, but Tampa also did something a little weird. They took a picture with the cup before the presentation, which is breaking tradition. But they won the cup. They no, it's chill, you know. But you know, like I mean, they won the cup. They get the pick. You know, it's a weird year. You can do weird things. Like they also touched the Prince of Wales trophy. A little weird, but that's all right. The order for handing off the Stanley Cup. It was, it was a little weird, in my opinion. It went Stamkos, Hedman, which was, like, chill. Uh, Coburn, McDonough, you know, like, you'd expect. Like, they're old. It makes sense. But then, you know, you'd expect it to go to, like, Kucherov. You know, he's been on the team for a while. He's getting up there in age. Doesn't. Goes to Kalorn, Shen, Bogosian, Pat Maroon. Then Kucherov, Vasilevsky. And they all passed it off really quickly, which is a little strange. But, hey, I mean, they get to spend the whole, I would say, summer, but the whole uh, next two-ish months with it. So, 
Yeah. Okay. And they all, they, they get the cup, they get the cup. And then also, I'm just going to make a point about the, the bubble. They were amazing. The bubble worked seamlessly. There was no coronavirus cases. It was perfect. The only bad thing about this playoffs in regards to the coronavirus was what I was going on and on about earlier. The Tampa Bay Lightning fans all got in the stadium, and a lot of them are going to die of a virus. I mean, like, yeah, kind of, yeah. I mean, I don't, they're not all going to die, but it's well, like... Yes, it's a low percentage, but yeah, very low. some of them will. There's a chance. I mean, pandemic, not what you like to see, you know. Yep, but like we said earlier, it's the birth of Twigs on the Rocks. Woo! All right, so Tampa Bay, 2015, they lost in the cup final, as we mentioned before, to the Blackhawks. You know, they were kind of just a beaten-up team. They, they tried their hardest. They couldn't do it. Victor Hedman, Stamkos, Kucherov, Vasilevsky towards the end. He was the backup. He just got thrown in there. They all yep. put their hearts out on the line, couldn't do it heartbreaking loss and then 2019 playoffs uh, they got swept by Columbus in the first round which you know you might be thinking like oh cool Tampa just got swept by Columbus but no this is no ordinary sweep Tampa had tied for the most wins of all time they were so good and then they just got swept by the Columbus team that barely squeaked into the playoffs and as I mentioned a couple episodes before Virginia uh, men's basketball team in March Madness they lost they were the one seed they lost the 16 seed then the next year, I come back and win the championship. And I said that with Tampa. I've been saying this throughout the series, throughout the playoffs, that the winner of the Tampa-Boston series was going to win the Stanley Cup. I was right. And we were right. <laughs> yeah. And thank you guys so much for listening. This is our Stanley Cup final episode. This is Leo Blotner. I'm Abe Lovich. We are Twigs on the Rocks. Have a great night, everyone. And hope you all have had an amazing season. But don't worry, the regular season's coming up soon, and there will be plenty of hockey left. Woo!